Hello and welcome to the Lou Review. This is Rosa and I'm here with Portia Watson. She's here because I met her at Supplies Overseas. So Portia, would you like to tell us a little bit about what is Supplies Overseas? Sure. Um, we actually changed our name to SOS International about two years ago. It hasn't quite caught on yet, but we're trying to reflect the fact that we do more than just international work. So we also supply people here locally. So we're going by SOS and we are an MSRO that stands for Medical Surplus Recovery Organization. Okay. Um, yeah, we've been around <laughs> since 1993. Uh, mm -hmm. was first a part of the Greater Louisville Medical Society but it became its own nonprofit, I believe in 2013. Mm -hmm. So really what we do is we collect medical surplus supplies and equipment from hospital partners, both in Louisville and throughout the surrounding states. So we, mm -hmm. we pick up supplies in Nashville, Cincinnati, Lexington as well. Oh. And we redistribute those to partners in the community and partners abroad who need those supplies. So the warehouse that you work at is kind of the hub for this entire regional area across several states. Are there others or is this the only one? Right. That's a good question. There are actually seven accredited MSROs in the nation. Mm -hmm. And I believe the closest to us is Cleveland. Mm -hmm. Is it the same organization, SOS, or is it a different organization? No, it's actually a different organization, but mm -hmm. it also has the accreditation to mm -hmm. distribute surplus medical okay. supplies. So I think the nearest, the nearest besides Cleveland is mm -hmm. Georgia. So really for this okay. area, we're the only one. Wow. Okay. So if people from all over wanted to donate to you, then... They need to donate to the Louisville location Definitely. if it's the closest. Yeah. So um, as a, you were saying, it's international. Mm -hmm. So what do you do at the Louisville location? I manage the local health program, which is a bit newer. So for a long time, we only did international work. And in about 2018, we discovered that there are all these local partners we could be serving who really need these supplies as well. Mm. Um, and it, you know, it wasn't much of a competition. We had enough to go around <laughs> for both programs. So we started piloting a local program back in 2018 mm -hmm. and it has grown into a very formal program. We mm -hmm. serve over 300 partners. Um, we serve over 70 counties in the state. So it's really, mm -hmm. it's really grown a lot in the past few years. Yeah. And have, have you worked with the organization since 2018 or? No, actually I'm very new. So <laughs> take everything I say with a grain of salt because I've only <laughs> been here for about, uh, it's almost five months. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you're fresh and you still have enthusiasm. Yeah, and <laughs> right, right. That's good. <laughs> right. I also don't know that much either, so. Well, you were just showing me your PowerPoint <laughs> you were working on, so it looks like you did your homework on what true, you're doing. True, I try. Okay, so um, what brought you to, are you from Louisville? I am from Louisville. Um, I grew up in Louisville. I was born here, but I've been living in Thailand so I really? actually, yeah, I actually got stuck back at home last year during COVID. I mm -hmm. came back for a visit mm -hmm. and it turned into a very long visit. Oh, okay. You've been, <laughs> mm -hmm. so have to live with your parents for a while. I did for a while, yeah. right? And, and get back on my feet. Mm -hmm. And, um, I found a job. I was working with Metro for a while and then, okay. uh, luckily found this job, which is more along the lines of what I wanted to Okay. Can I ask what you were doing in Thailand or is it top secret? Sure, or? sure. No, it's not, it's not top secret at all. I've done a lot of things there, uh, but most recently I was working for a nonprofit called the Human Rights and Development Foundation. Oh. 
Um, they had an office in Chiang Mai, and I was coordinating the, that office for a little while. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of what I did was translating reports mm -hmm. and talking to funders. They needed mm -hmm. someone who could navigate both languages, and, mm -hmm. and that was me. So I did that for a while, and then I taught English for a while as well. Oh, nice. That's great. In Thailand. Yes. Wow. I had some friends who visited there, but I have never been. So you didn't intend on moving back to the States. You just came back for a visit and got stranded, mm -hmm. like, I guess, in 2020. Yes. So, okay. All right. That's so right. Now that you are working to support the local community, like, how long were you gone in Thailand? This most recent trip, I was gone for about two years. Okay. I moved back in 2018, but I've lived there mm -hmm. on and off since I graduated college in 2012. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, do you see kind of, what do you see as far as the differences in expectations here versus when you were in Thailand? This is kind of a, a side type of question, sure. but like, you know, we have our standard of living expectations and we're mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, those people are so deprived. Mm -hmm. Like, would you say that we have very different expectations of oh, what definitely. we feel entitled to here? Or? Definitely. Yeah, I, I would say that we do. I mean, something I saw there was, you know, there's a use for everything. Mm -hmm. um, they're very inventive and they make do with what they have. Mm -hmm. And it's it's largely a Buddhist society, so mm -hmm. the mindset is very much, you know, kind of walk the middle path, don't expect too much, don't mm -hmm. expect too little, and mm -hmm. um, don't show too much emotion and, and things like that. So it's... Oh, I don't think they would like me. <laughs> I'm very emotive. <laughs> right. Which, they're, they're oh. so friendly and, and smiley, uh -huh. you know, it's known as the land of smiles, but... Oh. Um, I think it's it's a very calm, kind of slow-paced type of lifestyle compared mm. to here. And okay. maybe a lot of that is due to the Buddhist influence. That makes sense. Mm. Yeah, especially if you have a shared worldview, then it would become cultural norm. Right. You know, mm -hmm. that's great. Okay, so then, um, like you were saying, it repurs repurposing things was very important over there. So mm -hmm. it kind of makes sense that you would turn to working in an area that... Mm -hmm. is all about repurposing things that there's nothing wrong with the equipment and stuff that is donated that you can use. So mm -hmm. you get to pass that on to other people who can use it. But right. Yeah. So what kind of things normally get donated to the SOS office? Oh, we get all types of medical supplies and equipment. Um, even individuals donate to us, not just hospitals. So mm -hmm. we get Things like bandages and dressings and mobility equipment that people no longer need, like crutches, wheelchairs, or shower chairs, bedside commodes, mm -hmm. all sorts of things. Um, and a lot of the equipment we get from our hospital partners is specialized medical equipment. So we've got, um, let me think, we've got oxygen equipment, masks and ambu bags and things mm. like that. We've got catheters needles syringes of all sizes all of these new unopened never been used yes a lot of them are and some of them are expired mm -hmm. um, but we still use those so especially mm -hmm. in the local program we can supply schools mm -hmm. uh, with those supplies to provide hands-on learning uh, experiences for right. students so like for the insulin needles um in nursing school we were able to use them to like on oranges mm -hmm. or on hot dogs or something mm -hmm. to practice puncturing the skin and aspirating and things like that for administering insulin. Mm -hmm. um, so we're not practicing on a real person, but we got to use real equipment. So that right. would be an example of, I think you also have scrubs. 
if I remember. Yes, we do have some scrubs. Mm-hmm. We occasionally get those in as well. And other mm-hmm. types of clothing and PPE. Mm-hmm. Oh, we took pictures, you guys. I'm going to be posting pictures with Portia posing <laughs> with all of the PPE that they mm-hmm. have that is available. So, um, locally, if you have, um, how does someone go about reaching out to you to find out if that's something that they could get from you to mm-hmm. use locally? That's a good question. Uh, my email's on the website, and right now how it's set up is you just email me, and then I send mm. you a supply list or an order form. Mm. Um, we've got pretty much all of what our warehouse is stocked with on that form, and you indicate how many you're requesting and the size, and we do our best to fill that order for you. In the future, I hope to have that form online, so mm. it'll be a little bit easier to so access. So they can submit it online, and yes. it just goes to you. Yeah, that'd be great. Right, and I think that that'll come down the line. But mm-hmm. as for now, it's just all through email, and then it's an Excel spreadsheet that you fill out and send back to me. Okay. So what types of things do you normally actually send overseas? Right. That's a, that's a good question, too. Um, so Thank I'm, you for not actually calling any of my questions bad. Oh, no. That's reassuring. They're all good. No. <laughs> They're all good. Uh, <laughs> and I don't manage the international program, so uh-huh. I... You know, I know it's a lot of the same supplies that go overseas, but it's Mm -hmm. a lot more equipment. So we actually Mm -hmm. have contracts with most of the hospitals that supply us Mm -hmm. saying that any equipment they give us will be sent abroad. Mm. Um, What type of equipment are we talking about? Oh, we're talking... Ultrasound machines? Yes, EKG machines. Okay. um, All kinds of equipment. Surgical equipment. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. And those go to hospitals across the oceans, usually. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when I was sorting, one of the things that was important was any supplies that we sorted to be, go internationally had to be expired. Um, mm-hmm. They had to not be expired by a certain date because of the delay that there is in the time that you pack it up to be shipped in the time it arrives in the country to be used. Yes, that's so. right. So if it's going somewhere nearby, like for instance, we just sent a container to the Dominican Republic last mm-hmm. week. Those supplies um, were good to, we sent them within 15 months out. Mm-hmm. So I think that's yeah, that's next, right. Right. To 2023, April of 2023, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but if the country's a little bit farther away, mm-hmm. say if we're sending a container to a country in Africa, for instance, mm-hmm. we'll send the supplies dated 18 months out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that means any short dated supplies and of course any expired supplies all go to the local health program. Okay. So who do you routinely work with in the local health program? We have a lot of partners. I Let me think. Besides of, schools. Right. Okay. So let me think about who I saw last week. Not including me. Not including you. <laughs> because I did hit you up I for did. one of my patients. <laughs> I did see you. Right. Mm-hmm. I work with Kentucky Refugee Ministries fairly often. Oh, yeah. I used to work there, so I, I have a lot of contacts. Aww. Um, and they often need medical supplies for their clients. Mm-hmm. And I also work with Project Carrot quite a lot. I don't know if you've heard mm-hmm. of them. I Just in passing, do you want to tell us what it is? Yeah, sure. So it's a federal program. Uh, they work throughout the state. They've got several locations. Their Louisville location is based at Spalding. Mm-hmm. Um, and they supply people with mobility equipment and assistive technologies is, mm-hmm. is their specialty. So if you need a piece of equipment that your insurance doesn't cover you can apply online and they'll try to match you up with the piece of equipment that you need oh that's fantastic Mm -hmm. okay yeah all right so who else do you work with locally 
Oh, let's see. Outside of schools, which mm-hmm. are, I would say, our largest, um, m- most of our partners are schools and mm-hmm. universities. But we work with a lot of clinics. We work with mm-hmm. family health centers, all locations, pretty regularly. Okay. Um, we what work... type of things do they get from you? Do yeah. they get PPE from you? Or... Sometimes. Most of the time what they're asking for is um, are items for individual clients or patients. Okay. So we get a lot of requests for things like bedside commodes, mm-hmm. um, adult briefs mm-hmm. or pull-ups, chucks pads, those sorts of things, dressings mm-hmm. um, for patients who might not have the resources to purchase those mm-hmm. new. Mm-hmm. But we also work with some clinics in West Louisville. We work with Hope Wellness Mm-hmm. Um, and also HMPS Clinic, which is a fairly new clinic at That's 9th the, and Main. Is that the Hispanic one? No, no actually. HMPS? The, HMPS is black-led. It's, I forget just how many women started it, but mm-hmm. it is a beautiful, beautiful place. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping to switch my primary care there. Oh, my. Um, yeah, they got mental health on site. They've got a fountain inside, exposed fountain? brick. It's what? a whole vibe. And they're they're uh, wonderful ladies. So. What does the HNPS stand for? You know, I can't tell you. Then I we're gonna no have idea. to Google it. So sorry, you guys. <laughs> Please Google whatever HNPS is because apparently it sounds amazing. Oh, it's great. Um, it's I great. do know that Norton started a Hispanic friendly um, primary care office. Mm. The Norton Community Medical Associates, like we always try to make translation services available. However, at this um, new location that they have. Um, like I think all the providers are fluent in mm-hmm. Spanish and that's so they great. don't need a translator mm-hmm. to get that primary care. Mm-hmm. So for a minute, that's what I thought you were talking about. Right, right. <laughs> so uh, probably just the H, but <laughs> yeah, that's, that's... So it's great to know there are so many resources popping up here in town Definitely. Um, to serve minorities and Definitely. Um, underserved mm-hmm. populations. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, um, what types of supplies do you get so much of that you really just don't need for a couple years? <laughs> Anything come to mind? Mm. Um, something that we've we've been trying to say no to these days is prescription medications. Oh yeah. Um, we don't really have the authority to distribute those. Right. And so, what would you do if somebody gave them to you? Just put them in a biohazard dis- box. We have to dispose of them, right? Yeah. So it creates a lot of extra work for us. Uh, yeah. But we also get. Over-the-counter medications, which is mm-hmm. great. We can use those, but oh, okay. we get a lot that are expired. Mm, can't um, do that. No. So that, yeah, this creates more work f- for us on our side, which we don't want. So don't give you any expired <laughs> medications whatsoever. Mm-mm, no prescription no medications. Yeah. Right. Let me think of something else we we get quite a bit of. Let's see. Um, at the moment we have a ton of bedside commodes. <laughs> We've got a mountain of them in the warehouse. Yeah. So I think we're set we're all set on those for now. Um, and occasionally that happens. We'll, we'll get a lot of bedside commodes and shower chairs and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, but the good thing is that we can usually always find a place in the community mm-hmm. that needs those items. So if you need like three pallets of bedside commodes, mm-hmm. you need to be sending Portia an email at what's your email? <laughs> My email is Portia. It's P-O-R-T-I-A dot Watson at SOS Health and Hope dot org. Yeah, very good. And then what is something you wish you got donated more because you, there's always a need for it? Hmm. Lately, I would say wheelchairs, um, especially okay. wheelchairs with all their parts. Oh, <laughs> wheelchairs with their legs still attached in the cushion mm-hmm. and and that sort of thing. 
Um, I get a lot of requests for those and, and we have some in the warehouse, but they're not in the best condition. And we've got boxes and boxes of legs that don't match the chairs. No. And, right. So that's, that's a challenge. And didn't you, um, did you say you were shipping a lot of them overseas? And so you're just not going to have the ones that were good in, in the right. house anymore. Right. Yeah. Right. So we are shipping several overseas within the next few containers. So mm-hmm. that's something that we send both internationally and locally, pretty often. Okay. So we definitely need those. Um, speaking for the local health program as well, we always use incontinence products. Yeah. So if if you have unused adult briefs, pull-ups, chucks pads, anything like that, mm-hmm. um, we've started a new partnership with Dare to Care mm-hmm. where we're supplying their food pantries with those items. With incontinence items. Yes. At Dare to Care. Mm-hmm. Okay. For food pantry. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I just had to like tie all that together in my right. mind. <laughs> right. Right. Kind of yeah. <laughs> it's um, okay. it's yeah. an interesting partnership. Because but... I guess if you need food, you probably need a whole lot of other things too. Yeah. 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 It's actually a big need in the community. I don't, yes. I don't know if you've looked up the price of a pack of adult diapers, but they are expensive. It is true. It's over, I think, $20 a pack sometimes. Yeah. So. Um, this was actually a great idea from Brian Joyner. He's a community health worker at Family Health Centers, and mm-hmm. uh, he works with me quite often. And he came to me one day and said, you know, I have this great idea. Let's try to distribute these supplies at Dare to Care food pantries, and mm-hmm. I can direct my patients there because they're all over the state mm-hmm. um, and all over the city. Especially. Dare to Care is all over the state. Mm-hmm. They have a good distribution model, mm-hmm. so you just like, tag along with what they're doing. For sure. Do they deliver things? Is that? They deliver to their respective food pantries, but okay. I don't think they make deliveries to, like to home individuals' deliveries. homes, okay. but don't quote me on that. I'm not okay. sure. But anybody listening to this, you are welcome to look up the services that Dare to Care offers as well. Mm-hmm. I know um, a group I was just working with, Louisville Women Connect. I don't know if you've seen anything about it on Facebook, but it's a new Facebook group that was just uh, put together for women to connect and build relationships. But um, we were having a bunco night and we were donating socks because it's in October. You're like, lots of the homeless need socks. Mm-hmm. So we were like, well, what are we going to do to donate next time? And so that you've given me so many ideas like right here of practical ways that we could reach out and help the community and all these different partners to work through. Sure. Of like who can hand out what to who, right? Yeah. Um, I actually have a great recommendation. Oh, yeah? it's, it's blankets to serve the homeless oh, right now. I yeah. get requests for blankets and unfortunately we don't get many of those in. Oh. Um, when we do, they go fast. So if you are given a blanket, mm-hmm. how do you distribute it? I typically will give it to one of the organizations that's serving homeless locally. Like Wayside Mission? Uh, Wayside or? Mission is one, but also the Homeless Coalition, both okay. here in Louisville and in southern Indiana. Okay. And I work a lot with the Homeless Outreach Liaison of LMPD. Like okay. They've got two officers that are kind of dedicated to serving people in homeless encampments. And, oh, yeah. Well, that's good because um, I'm sure they have lots of interactions. <laughs> right, right. So they, they reach yeah. out quite often. And okay. I actually had a request last week from one of the officers asking for blankets now that it's starting mm-hmm. to get cold. Now, okay, help me out here with what type of blankets would be useful? Because like, I'm thinking of like those blankets you get two for $5 that are like fuzzy, but I feel like the wind would go right through them. So like what right. type of blanket would you ideally want to hand to somebody? Right. Well, I, I'm not the expert mm-hmm. on this, but I would say definitely anything that's thick and warm. 
Um, it was a windbreaker function. <laughs> sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Even, you know, things like hot hands and, and things oh, like that would probably so be useful. Um, I know that they're dispose, disposable and it's only mm-hmm. one-time use, but... It's five um, minutes of happiness, right? Sure, It's sure. like have, holding a hot cup of coffee for right. five minutes. Or I think they last longer, though, right? I th- some of them do. They yeah. last all night. I put yeah. them in my socks when I camp. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. And, and I mean, it works. It a keeps lot of men warm. who work outside or go right. hunting will use them. Right. So. But sleeping bags. Or at bags least their wives and... think they're going to use them, and so they give them to them, <laughs> whether or not they use them. I don't know. Yeah. Sleeping bags, too, and tents and, mm. and things like that, I know, are always needed mm-hmm. um, for the homeless populations, too. Definitely. Yeah. So, um, well, that's given us some really good ideas. And so if you do come up with um, a list of st- stuff like that, if you want to email that to me, then I'd be happy to share that with the groups who are always looking for, you know, what's a accessible, practical way that we can, you know, make an immediate difference for somebody. Sure. Because, you know, sometimes it's more rewarding to do that than mm-hmm. to send your money to who knows where. Mm-hmm. And you don't know what somebody's going to do with it. So thank you for sharing with us sure. the difference that uh, SOS International <laughs> makes in the local community. Because I think um, so many people don't know about it existing. Mm-hmm. And the ones who do don't assume that it's helpful in the community. So are there any other ways that somebody could serve through SOS? Oh, definitely. We always need volunteers particularly if you have any medical knowledge and know what different medical supplies are. <laughs> <We've>, <laughs> to translate, okay, yes. what did I just pull out of this crate? <laughs> yes, because as you know, you've been there to volunteer. Yes. We've got boxes and boxes of unsorted medical supplies. Mm-hmm. Um, not and all clearly labeled. No, definitely not clearly labeled. And me, you know, I don't have a medical background, so mm-hmm. that's it's quite challenging and those items pile up. So we have very dedicated volunteers who come mm-hmm. in every week and help us pre-sort those items into different categories. Yeah. Um, and after that really comes more fine sorting according to expiration date. So we can yes. always use, um, we could always use volunteers with good eyes as well to read those mm-hmm. tiny expiration dates too. Yeah. So I think, uh, so I came with a group, the American Association of Critical Care Nurses, and we came at the same time. I think another nursing school was coming to do it. And then there were a few nurses from UofL Health who were doing their community Mm -hmm. service hours. So it was a good combination of different people from different backgrounds. So um, if you're listening to this and you have a group that you would like to get together to do a community service project, this would be a really good one. And it's indoors. (laughs) So if you don't want to be outside in the cold, you can sort inside. (laughs) And they have gloves that they provide so you're Mm -hmm. not touching these things with your bare hands. Mm -hmm. So, right, yes, it's a very nice, clean facility. And you'll be amazed at how organized it is. Like, I mean, I know it's a lot that you have to do to organize it. But, Mm -hmm. like, I'm so glad that organized people are running this thing <laughs> <laughs> right I mean it's, it's kind of like organized chaos but I think yeah, but... you know now we've got a more full staff we've got mm-hmm. we were short a driver for a long time and now mm-hmm. we've built our warehouse staff back up so they can really Good. focus on cleaning up the the warehouse and organizing mm-hmm. things and that's made a huge difference. Yeah, it really has. Well, thank you, Portia. I appreciate you taking your time sure. um, when you're off work even oh, yeah, <laughs> to come sure. and talk to us about this. And I'm glad you're so passionate about it. And it's going to make a good difference in the community. So thank you for all you do. Well, thank you. And thanks for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. What's the name of the SOS website? 
I believe it's soshealthandhope.org. Okay. I hope so. Because that's your email address, check. right? <laughs> right. I really have to double check. I should okay. have came handy with that link. but If not, um, <laughs> if not I will be tagging the Facebook page yes. on the Lou Review. And I'll be posting about it on the Instagram and the Twitters. So awesome. check us out there at Lou Food Reviews on Instagram and Twitter. And the Lou Review on Facebook for... All the details since I will tag you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye.